Welcome to the Queer Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Elise, and each week I'm interviewing a queer person about their experiences in fitness and sports. This week, I talked to Ksenia, a personal trainer who's doing their dissertation on trans athletes and gendered sports. This episode for the Queer Fitness Podcast is sponsored by our Patreon. When you support this podcast on Patreon, you are helping make this labor of love a long-lasting one, and the first goal covers monthly audio file hosting and transcription costs. You get access to patron-only perks like bonus content from every episode. Support the show at patreon.com slash queerfitnesspod. Could you introduce yourself? Your name, your queer identity, pronouns, and hobbies or words to describe you, what you're up to now. Uh, yeah. Um, so my name is Ksenia. Um, I'm Russian originally, live in the UK now. Um, so my queer identity is non-binary and I use they, them pronouns. Um, ooh, hobbies. Uh, I suppose gym is just my biggest, <laughs> biggest yeah. hobby for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and you're studying uh, exercise, sports things? Tell me. Yeah. Physical activity and health. Um, that's what the degree is called. Um, so basically, yeah, I just live around the gym and physical activity. Yeah. <laughs> it surrounds me. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about uh, what school, what university is like now. Oh, it's is- hard. It's my last year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's definitely hard, but I'm enjoying every step of it. Um, obviously, writing my dissertation at the moment as well um, doesn't leave me much time for <laughs> anything else. <laughs> but it's really good. Uh, we're looking into how to work with um, special educational needs as well, which is really interesting because um, a lot of physical education uh, tutors will not know how to adapt it to um, somebody with a special special need. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's just very interesting all, all the way around. <laughs> Tell me more about what you've learned in previous years and um, what 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 all the, does the degree encompass, I guess? Oh, wow. Um, the whole degree for us, it's not just science. It's more about how to make people um, more physically active. Uh, so we've learned a lot about um, every single illness and disease that there is out there and how physical activity um, can can help prevent it in a way or when you get it to make it a bit easier and and better in recovery Uh, so um every year uh, was just surrounded uh, around that and yeah it's just really interesting to learn how it's something as simple as just walking or doing gardening it doesn't have to be the gym it's just something so simple as just moving around can uh, prevent so many so many things happening to you yeah so yeah (laughs) Um, so, uh, the reason we are really talking now is because of the dissertation that you're doing. Tell me what this dissertation means for your last year of study. Um, but also like its overview, why you chose this topic, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, I knew what I'm going to do for my dissertation before I even started university. Oh, wow. People can say, yeah, I knew that I'm going to do it. Um, it means a lot, obviously, myself being non-binary. Um, it's it's a very important topic, I think, we need to be looking into. Um, it's a lot harder for somebody that is transgender to just get themselves to, to the gym, never mind competing in a sport. 
And there's so much uh, research out there that just proves how how good um, team sports are for you, competing, physical activity in general, for your mental health, physical health. Um, and it's it's really sad that um, a lot of transgender people just cannot um, cannot do it as easily um, as a lot of cisgender people will be able to, just because of what they experience sometimes, like prejudice. Um, so I think it's really important to look into their experiences and which I'm, which I'm doing in um, my dissertation is um, diving into their experiences. So what, what negative or positive experiences have they had? Um, and from that, just from understanding what they're going through, um, we can hopefully then look into changing uh, some aspects um, of the competitive world or just training in general. So yeah, um, it's a very yeah very important topic for me. <laughs> yeah, tell me about knowing your topic before university. Then, what 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 started that idea, <laughs> and then led to going to university for this specific thing? I was doing Shotokan karate for for many years, and I've competed in that as well. And I think it's only um, after I started. Um... Oh, how do I? Where do I start? <laughs> it's just so much on my mind. I'm like, where do I start just to make it logical? Um, to myself, mainly, it started from just being um, annoyed. I think that's the best word of when I'm competing, how to compete in the female um, category. And it was always just getting to my mind, like, why can't there be um, a non-binary category? I'd like to fight men <laughs> as, much as, uh, as much as women. Um, so that's, I think, what struck my mind more about what do people do um, when they, they don't fit into a specific category, a gender category, what do people do? And I think that's when I started reading on the topic a little bit more. Um, and that's when I started reading about uh, transgender people, a lot more transgender athletes and how hard it must be for them. So that's why I started thinking, what is their experience? Uh, what do people go through? Uh, to to actually be able to compete, I know it's um, it's a really big barrier for them to actually get into competitions. Um, so I think that's how it all started. I started just reading into that and thinking about it, and I realised when I get to when I go to university, that's <laughs> that's going to be my my topic. Yeah, I want to know more, basically. Yeah. Uh, you said like the benefits of team sports. Mm -hmm. I'm just curious what what exactly you meant by. Are these like social benefits or uh, just it's, sort of general physical activity kind of things? Yeah. Uh, it's social and psychological benefits. Uh, mainly, obviously, physical just comes in because you're doing um, a sport or a physical activity. Uh, but by being part of a team, there's a lot of research that's done on that. Um, by being part of a team, um, you feel a lot more welcomed uh, and supported as well because teams are known to support each other quite well um, so it brings a lot of psychological uh, benefits uh, to it people are known to have um, their their depression lowering a little bit uh, from being not just in sports but in a, in a team in a team sport um, anxiety goes away as well so it's it's quite honestly it's quite interesting uh, by just looking into the studies of how beneficial it could be for somebody that, that makes sense. There's like a lot of communication that goes on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and it's like-minded people as well. So yeah, you're, you're surrounded by people that think just like you and it's very beneficial again. So the study that you're doing, what sort of uh, candidates are you looking for and what are you 
going to talk about with the people that you're getting their getting uh, their experience or whatever. Yeah, just yeah. Um, so the candidates is anyone that identifies as uh, transgender or non-binary um, over the age of eighteen, and those that at least once have competed in sports. Um, and mainly uh, gendered sports, because I know there are um, non like LGBT like powerlifting competitions that we go to. So there are like LGBT competitions uh, where people can go into any category that they want. There's non-binary categories as well. Um, but I'm looking more into the the mainstream as such. Um, how do people uh, deal with the situation that they get into uh, when it comes to binary um, categories? Um, so I'm more looking into, obviously, their experiences. Um, so anything, just diving into something, if there was anything negative, um, how did you deal with that? Um, if people had some fears going in there, why why people experience that fear? Just to understand what can we change so that fear is eliminated. And obviously anything positive, because um, we can just put in what kind of positive experiences people had um, and we can just dive into that and see if we can bring in a lot more of, of those into the sports, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, are you reaching out to people all across the world, like English speakers from everywhere? Uh, yes. So yeah, anyone that speaks English from, from anywhere. <laughs> cool. I wanted to ask uh, where people can reach you to, be a part of the study. I've got a poster that has my student email address on it and my mobile number, obviously, for those that are in uh, England or people have reached out through WhatsApp as well. Um, uh, some people have just DM'd me on Instagram uh, because they saw the post through Outlift. Um, so, yeah, there's many different ways. <laughs> cool. Plus an e email, yeah. Email. And your email yeah. is? <laughs> oh, it's so long. <laughs> Um, email is, do you want me to spell it out? I think it's a little bit easier because sure. my name is quite, yeah. yeah. <laughs> my well, just, name is hard. Yeah. Say, oh. say your name and then spell it. Yeah. Yeah. So my name is Xenia and the email is k.rachok, which is R-A-C-I-O-K, 7843 at student.leadsbeckett.ac.uk. Let's talk about you. Uh, what does your fitness journey look like? Were you playing sports as a kid? You talked about... Uh, martial arts just tell me more yeah oh well as a kid I actually really did not like sports but because my parents obviously come from uh, a Russian background and we know how very gendered everything is uh, in in that country anyway uh, in that society so they wanted me to wear skirts and <laughs> be very girly so they've sent me to do uh ballroom dancing oh wow um yeah I just remember as a child thinking I just didn't want to be led by by a boy and I was always thinking why is the boy leading the dance why can't I <laughs> lead the dance and I was just always very frustrated with it so I didn't enjoy it at all and I think um, our dance teacher has left for America, actually, and that's when we stopped um, the the ballroom dancing. Uh, I think at the age of twelve, and I've actually not done any any actual sports until I came to England after that, just because I think my first experience was so unenjoyable. I didn't, I, yeah, I didn't want to try it again. I did try once, I think, when I was fourteen, and that was for martial arts for the first time kickboxing because I always wanted to do something 
I don't know, a, a bit more masculine, if that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the way to describe it, yeah. Um, so I went to kickboxing, and I've even then realized that the coach that we had wasn't really interested in coaching girls because nobody really wants to watch girls fight. So he was always much a lot more concentrated on, on the boys and coaching them and teaching them a lot more. Um, so I think I tried it for a couple of weeks, and I realized it just wasn't interested. Um, so I left. And then when I came to England, I started kickboxing. I think almost straight away, I found a coach and I went kickboxing. And he was um, he was really into it and he was a very, very good coach. Um, so I think he got me excited for, for the sport and for martial arts in general. Um, after which I kind of realized that kickboxing was a little bit too aggressive for me. Um, I was realizing that there's a lot more aggression coming out of me uh, that, that was just from training and I wanted to control that a bit more. And that's where I found Mother Coach, and I started doing Shotokan Karate at the age of 19, I believe. And I sticked with it, yeah, sticked with it since, and it was amazing. Uh, it's a lot of control, controlling your aggression, controlling your emotions. Um, there's a lot of mindfulness that's in that sport. Um, any sparring, any fighting has to be controlled as well. So I think I really enjoyed that part of it. Um, and then I went into personal training <laughs> after went into the gym. Um, again, it was just being a lot more comfortable, being a little bit more masculine in a way, just feeling a lot stronger. I was very uncomfortable with feeling feminine. So I wanted to feel a bit more in control. Um, and that's when the gym um, came into my life and yeah, never left it since. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Are you at a certain belt level in karate? Uh, uh, black belt. Black belt. Very cool. What was the transition like between having done kickboxing and karate, going into the gym? I guess as an adult, I don't know. <laughs> some some <laughs> some sports here in America, they've got like middle schoolers and high schoolers training in the gym, doing squats and stuff like that. But what was it like, changing uh, locations or cultures? <laughs> even I guess. It is cultures in a way. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was always scary to begin with, just because I never did a lot of research before going into anything. <laughs> I'm a bit of a, oh, I've decided I'm going to go now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I never knew what to expect from anything. Um, and coming in from kickboxing, where it's such an aggressive sport, at least where I've trained, um, it, was quite, um, it was quite aggressive and full on. And going into karate where it's um you, you show a lot of respect to your to your coach and to your dojo um in, you don't go into sparring straight away as well you have to learn uh, katas and different moves before i mean months before you even go into any sort of sparring so it was very yeah it was very very different for me um but yeah inspiring definitely very inspiring as soon as i tried karate after day one and i knew i'm gonna go i'm gonna go all the way with it <laughs> And then going to the gym after that was definitely um, brand new because going into the weights room, especially, there's a lot of big men <laughs> in that gym. And I was in the weight section, not really knowing what to do when I just came in. It was all kind of looking at the Internet and videos. <laughs> um, but I decided to stick with it. I got a personal trainer for, a f um, for the first time as well, just to learn everything. 
Um, and he's actually the one that inspired me to become a personal trainer myself, just because he loved his job so much. And he was just very inspiring. You could see oh, how much his eyes lit up every time he taught you every little move. Um, and yeah, he inspired me to go into personal training after. Cool. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just tell me more about powerlifting. Uh, there was a competition in February, right? At yes, the end yes, of February. Um yeah, just tell me how that how that's going. Oh, it's honestly it's fantastic. That's a again a brand new sport for me. I've only been properly training for it for the last year and a half, I wanna say. So I've been lifting weights for five, six years, but I've never really got into powerlifting until not that long ago. Um genuinely it's such a such a different sport to any that I've done and competing in it, it this was my first proper competition uh, in February. And it, the just the dynamic of it is just so different because when I was competing in karate, um, you were going to try and psych everyone out. <laughs> so everybody would be walking around with like a brave face on them, <laughs> like trying to be like, I'm, you know, I'm stronger than you. I'm going to beat you and we're going to go into a fight. Um, but when in, in powerlifting, everyone just cheers each other on all the way through. Uh, it's the only sport where... I've seen anyway, where uh, people you're competing against are, are cheering you on for you to, to lift that heavy weight. It's uh, honestly, it's a fantastic experience. And I'd, <laughs> I'd recommend everyone trying it at least, at least I mean, one. I've definitely heard that it's a, you know, an individual sport, but with, mm -hmm. you know, friends or with a, a team that you're with or your gym or whatever. And I guess I didn't, you know, the way you talk about being mm -hmm. uh, supportive, but it is like a team sport like that, I guess. Yeah, it's yeah, it's individual, but um, everyone always cheers each other on. Even if you go there by yourself to compete with uh, without friends being in there, you know you're not going to be left in silence or <laughs> stood there by yourself. Everyone's always going to be on your side, so it's really good. Um, are, so are you a part of Outlift, or did you help start it? I was just uh, yes. So me and Ryan started um, started Outlift together. And yeah, tell, oh, tell me it's going, it's going so well. <laughs> it's just since we started, we never expected for it to take off as well as it did. Because um, we just wanted to, we've, me and Ryan have been talking about uh, starting um, an some sort of an inclusive sport. We didn't know it was going to be powerlifting as such when we were talking about it. Because we've been, I think we started talking about it a good two years ago. Um, but we just didn't know kind of where to begin, um, where to go, where to have this inclusive space. Um, so it was kind of on the on the back um, back of our minds for a little while, and then it one day just clicked. It was like powerlifting is the <laughs> is the is the best way to go. It's such a great sport. Let's do it. Let's get more people into it. Um, and again, because going back into research as well, knowing that um, a lot of LGBT people don't have a safe space to go, um, when, especially when it comes to the gym or training. And we just wanted to give that really uh, really safe, inclusive space for somebody. Um, that's when we found um, the gym that I used to work at as well. Um, that's closed in a weekend. And they let us use their, spa their space, the gym, um, just for our group which is amazing. So we've got a nice private private gym just for ourselves for a couple of hours on a Saturday. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and it just took off. Honestly, we were expecting um, just a couple of people to keep coming and it's almost full on pretty much every week. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, it's fantastic, and it's really good to see people that have never been to the gym before, um, and now they they really got into it. They go into the gym by themselves. Um, some of them are going to go and compete with us in July in the LGBT powerlifting competition. So yeah, it's going it's going fantastic. <laughs> That's awesome. You feel like there's some like really awesome moment that has happened in the last year and a half. Because <laughs> I'd love to hear about <laughs> highlights are always better than struggles or lowlights. Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> oh, I, I think every day is a is a is a highlight <laughs> uh, when it comes to uh, to to outlift. Just every time we come in there, we see people um, putting extra extra weights uh, on and. Me and Ryan always feel so super hyped <laughs> after each session just because people are so excited that they're lifting a, a much heavier weight than they ever did in their lives. It's just, yeah, <laughs> I can't, I don't think I can pinpoint a single highlight because everyone's doing so well. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, you So you talked some about how um, like you wanted a more masculine sport after ballroom dancing you wanted a different energy after kickboxing. Can you talk about how your queer identity or, and your gender identity has uh, changed your view of fitness? Like what you want from fitness, what you want from your body? There's no wrong answer to that question. Okay. Um, I think it's a little bit the other way around. Uh, fitness has changed my view on my queer identity. It's, it's oh, a little okay. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have come out um, until only a couple of years ago as well as non-binary. Um, it was a long journey of trying to understand why I'm not comfortable with being as feminine as society expects me to be um, by, um, by being born a female. And why why do I want to be um, a lot stronger and just feeling a lot more powerful is that the way of saying it but sure. um yeah and just by making my body stronger um i became a lot more comfortable with just realizing of uh, my realizing my identity and and who i am and yeah fitness um helped me with that so it's not <laughs> it's not the yeah not the other way around right yeah, yeah not the other sense. way around you are in your last semester of university is that right yeah yep like, how long is this research study going on? How how long are you accepting candidates or interviews or whatever? And um, what does the wrap-up of all of these experiences turn into <laughs> for the final <laughs> dissertation, I guess? It is a long process, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, so I'll still be interviewing people until, I suppose, the first week of April. Because um, I am transcribing and starting to um, look into the, the the data, I suppose, analyzing the data as I go along, um, as the interviews go along. Uh, and then, yeah, from the second week of April, it will be the last few weeks of just sitting down, uh, understanding those themes, um, trying to get my head around the codes um, and the, the repeating themes that are coming across. Um, and then, yeah, writing it up into... Into, into yeah into a dissertation in the end. A, re a really long paper <laughs> yeah very long a book basically <laughs> but the, this is an undergraduate dissertation so it's, it's not like thesis level 300 pages 
How old? Yeah. <laughs> thesis is a hundred thousand words. Yeah. When a dissertation is ten thousand. <laughs> ten thousand. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely not that level. I tried complaining to my uh, dissertation supervisor, and she just <laughs> told me to shut up because she had to do what a hundred thousand oh, words. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and some of those words are quotes from the interviews, so you're able to. Um, at least use that oh yes yeah Yeah, absolutely so because um you are going to be discussing the the general themes that come up so um even now that i'm interviewing i'm already seeing some um some repetitions uh coming through people experience people's experiences and obviously uh touching upon that um and then yes using people's quotes um every quote is obviously anonymous um a lot of people use fake names (laughs) <laughs> for those um yeah so that will be that'll be it will be very interesting i'm very interested to see uh what's going to be because i'm i'm coming in again with a very clear mind um to this study i don't know what to expect from it i do not have a theory of what it's going to come out as right so it'll be a very yeah it's a very interesting journey <laughs> cool cool where can people find you um on the internet instagram or whatever um and also Obviously, for the research study, where can people uh, let you know that they're interested? Um, so, again, I don't contact people myself. Um, people will um, have to contact me. Um, so, best way is either through Instagram, DM, and my Instagram, um, again, I'll just spell it out because my name is quite complicated. <laughs> uh, that is K-S-E-N-I-J-A-R-A-C-I-O-K. Dot pt <laughs> and that's my instagram um my student email um through where i send people all the information about the study as well uh, which is k dot r-a-c-i-o-k seven eight four three at student dot leads beckett dot ac dot uk cool cool that's awesome thank you for being on the podcast oh well thank you so much <laughs> This episode of the Queer Fitness Podcast is sponsored by our Patreon. When you support this podcast on Patreon, you are helping make this labor of love a long-lasting one, and the first goal covers monthly audiophile hosting and transcription costs. You get access to patron-only perks like bonus content from every episode. Support the show at patreon.com slash queerfitnesspod.